I don't know of anything else in this world that I could buy that I could want for than this. There's a chair in the corner where I'll rock you to sleep. And, and granted, you know, ultrasounds are the most confusing things ever. Like I, <laughs> like I don't know where the head is. I don't like. But it's just crazy to hear it, uh, to hear the heartbeat, to see it moving around. You're like, oh my god, that's that's a that's a fucking living thing, man. But I know you'll be a beautiful surprise. To be like in the woods, like teaching your daughter how to like assemble a rifle and shoot you know, shoot deer, rabbits, shoot rabbits, and then and then cut seat, cut to like. You know, her doing a flying arm bar on you or something. When the sun is on your shoulder, may it give you strength to shine. I looked up the meaning of the names, too. So Donovan is actually the son of darkness, which is kind of weird. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So You're giving them some, like, uh, final fight names. Right? <laughs> Hagger. Hagger Wayne. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Wang Bang Podcast. For those of you who haven't heard yet uh, at this moment, as of uh, December 15th, uh, Michelle and I are expecting a baby boy uh, within the next two weeks. The due date is December 25th. Uh, I'm sorry, December 26th of this year. Oh, Jesus. Uh, with the with the possibility that it's a December 25th. That's not ruled out yet. So, little baby Jesus Wang could be uh, could be entering this world very soon. So, Michelle and I are pumped. But for you listeners who have heard the voice on the phone, I have a guest today, one that is very familiar to the audience. Mr. Jeffrey Liu, how are you? Uh, I am uh, looking forward to the third coming. Is this is this the third coming then? I'm, I'm not quite familiar with uh, Michelle's friend, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still just waiting for the second one. Is that okay? See, like you, you can't. I'm, I'm wildly uneducated. Oh yeah, so I go to church every week. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I think I think they're waiting for the second. Uh, the Jews are still waiting for the first. Okay. Wow, I'm super lost. <laughs> Jesus Wang is it w- would be the second coming. <laughs> uh, so um, you hear you hear all that uh, you hear all that Christians come come and uh, leave leave some cookies on my doorstep. Um, but Jeff Liu, you are on today because you have a little bit of news too. Yeah. So um, as of uh, right now. Baby Girl Lou is on schedule uh, to be manufactured on May 15th, 2020. Uh, I, I've taken human growth and development classes, and I, I'm pretty sure it was manufactured a little bit a while ago. It's it's a process. It's a process. Okay, The raw materials were delivered to the factory a while back. <laughs> Uh, dude, Jeff Lou, so happy for you. And yeah, you for, too, man. <laughs> for, for you listeners out there, this is actually the first time that Jeff and I are talking on the phone um, since I've heard this news. So 
uh, it, it's you know we we've exchanged some texts and and uh, other messages uh, uh, talking about it. But this is the first time that you and I are actually going to you know sit down and really talk through this. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because you know the funny thing to me is you know you and I have been friends for uh, twenty I would say twenty eight years. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, a long time. We've been friends for a very long time. And in all this time, whenever we talked about kids, and obviously, you know, it, when, we, when we were in our teens, we, we didn't know what we wanted. But in our in our 20s, it, it was always something that we kind of joked about, that how our parents were very, very like, eh, whatever about having kids, right? It, especially <laughs> yours. And, and remember, yeah. like, your parents have always been very... Um, very clear about you know what is happiness and you know what uh what you know what what they look for out of life and you know sometimes when, when i hear you talk about them it sounds like they they regretted having you but no no no. i mean like i think this is kind of like uh a good thing and i i think it kind of uh conditioned the way that i thought about kids for a long time you know because um I mean, and I think that's the advantage also of being a guy. Like, you don't really need to think about it because uh, it's it's never really a um, a factor until it is. You know, like you, you're you're not the one who's like worried about your body. Really, it it just comes when it comes. You know, like uh, I mean, literally in that case. But uh, like, I, I mean, um, I think you and I both know at this point that um, because by the time that both Leslie and Michelle give birth, they'll be considered geriatric pregnancies. And that's like a real thing. Yeah. And when while we had kind of the benefit, not the benefit, but just like uh, we, we took our time in deciding, oh, when we were going to have kids and try to like make all sorts of plans before then, we were really noncommittal for a long time. And yeah, and I I feel as though you know now that it's actually real, and I, I don't know if you had any issues getting pregnant uh, or anything like that, but for us it was like when we when it didn't happen like it does in the movies where it was just like oh you know it happened and then it happened, you know it was a little bit uh, scary honestly for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that because I um my story is uh very interesting in in another way, but um I, I think what you're alluding to is is nowhere near what my experience is. But um go, going back to kind of the the whole planning thing and I the moment you started showing me photos of your house, your new house, I was uh, like that. That's a big ass house for for the two of you not to plan to have kids. So exactly right. I, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I'm. I, you know, I remember telling Michelle like, hey, look, look at their house. Their house is pretty big, and I, I'm pretty sure that you and Leslie have uh, kind of committed to having the family. I I think for in terms of life plans, you know, when me and Michelle, it was it was always a um, as scary and as terrible I am with little kids and still am. Um, it, it was always a plan to have kids in our life, whether it be you know the um, the natural way or if uh, if we needed that uh, if it came to it, um, you know that the old the old adoption process, which but I. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny that among guys, and I, I don't know if it's really something that it happens with all guy groups or if it's just our group of friends, but it's never really talked about until it happens. People hit, uh, yeah, until somebody 
uh, you know, one or two of the dominoes start falling, right? And yeah. then and then the conversation kind of opens up a little bit more um, between friends. Uh, I know, like, I don't think you know me, you, or any of the other guys of the of the E Wing Bang Clan have really seriously talked about any of this until very recently when. Um, you know, we, we started hearing about, you know, Tan and Javier, both of them having kids. And then it started being put on my radar a little bit more and it became something that I was a little bit more willing to, to talk about and ask about. But see, I mean, that was, that was the whole thing. Like, I, I feel as though it came in spurts and it it's the difference about... <laughs> it came in spurts. <laughs> <laughs> the... I, I, it, it, will, it won't ever get old. D- double entendre show. But I mean... <laughs> For us, at least, uh, the earliest friend that I knew who had kids that was in uh, kind of our our group was Leo Chen, and now he's on his number on number two. You know, so it it was it, like, and that was a long time. Like, I honestly don't even remember how old Leo's oldest son is at this point, but like three or four or something like that. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's three. So, yeah, at three and. So, I mean, this conversation could have happened a while back, but, you know, it never really even came up for me. Uh, you know, like, I, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Good for you. And really for um, Leo and Teresa, it kind of seemed like a natural progression for them. Like, it wasn't unexpected that uh, that they were going to have kids at any point. You know, I think they, they had no qualms about it. Not, none of the... Uh, none of the ambiguity as to the children like you and me did necessarily like that conversation never took place even after uh they had a kid and i feel as though you know that like we could have had that conversation early on and frankly speaking i'm surprised that we are the first two um in our group to have children um and i don't know what your thoughts are on that but i i never expected to be the first one to have kids especially with you know the ambiguity and like whether or not i wanted the kids to begin with you know yeah yeah that's a good point i think for me it's a little bit of a surprise for me just because i'm you know a couple a couple of you guys have already been got married long before me right and um when i think about people and their significant others you know it's it's all been like people's significant others have just been a staple of their lives since, you know, since the first coming of Jesus, I guess. Like it's <laughs> like it's been forever. And for me, when I think about me and Michelle, it's you know, Michelle is is still relatively new to this to to this group of kids, especially since we've been we've been friends for so long, right? right. That yeah. you guys knowing Michelle and Michelle being a part of my life has really just been a, a a fraction in terms of years compared yeah. to, you know, you met Leslie in college and that that's, right. if you think about it, that's half of maybe more than half of the time that I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think looking at it from that perspective, it, it was a little surprising to me that we were probably one of the earlier ones to be expecting um that that being said and i'll get into this a little bit later but you know michelle is um a little bit older and uh and she had was very good at planning things thank god because i'm not um (laughs) and it it worked out so right 
I I am surprised, but also like it, you, you kind of take a step back and just look at where Michelle and I are in our lives. And um, there aren't that many more questions about, are we going to move? You know, what, where are our career, what, what are our career aspirations? I don't see many more changes that, that I'm working towards that would be earth shattering that could affect my family if I had one. But don't you think that that's a little bit of a trip? I mean, like that we as you know, we're we're 34 at this point and we we needed that much like assurance and like stability before we decided to really kind of like pull the trigger on this sort of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And to think that so many other people have kids at an early age without the stability that we have and make it work is uh it, it is kind of you know it like have you ever seen the movie idiocracy it's kind of idiocracy ish where the, the irony is that the the smartest people are usually the most careful yeah right i mean like I, and I, i've actually given this quite a bit of thought i mean like a part of the reason why it took me so long to like hey, you know, um, I want to have a kid at this point. Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say, say this from the from the outset. When I actually found out that we were pregnant, um, I was super happy. And, like, nothing made more sense than, um, you know, wanting to have a kid at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I feel as though for the longest time, I was so unsure, you know. And it really took... Um, just getting to the point of being pregnant where I was like, oh, this is something that I actually have wanted forever, but I was, like, terrified of the prospect of it. <laughs> you know? And, and, like, that's that's something that I, I, I don't know if, uh, you, you know, like, we ever talked about uh, amongst our, our friends, our group, or anything like that. I just, um, I, I just feel as though we avoided that topic for a long time, or, or it never just naturally came up for any of us, you know? Like, I, and maybe it's something about fulfillment, you know, personal fulfillment, right? Where it's, it's not really an urge to have kids because we, we, we just felt like there was so much more that we wanted to do and. Uh, I'll be very, very selfishly, especially on my end. I think, you know, Michelle's probably sitting around being like, "What the fuck? Why are you still? Why are you still? Why are you making a podcast? We should be having a family." <laughs> We're about to blow up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we we hit 30, 30 listens last month. <laughs> We're at the tipping point, babe. Just just one more year. One more year. <laughs> But, you know, going to you know, talking about like on the topic of talking to friends about it, I, I think it is maybe a little bit hard for other people to share their story sometimes if they are having kids and it's, or if they want to have kids and just aren't having any luck with it. And, and I think in recent years, even before, you know, we we got our wonderful news um, we have been starting to hear some stories from bo- both of our friends and family members about uh, about some of the challenges that go into it. And it's, you know, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes it's really just it's really just the luck of the draw, you know, which which is yeah, but... funny because you think about when you're 
when you're younger and you know when you're involved with other how should i say this without sounding too crass when you're involved with other people and um you when hear you're single yeah when you're wh- single and you're yeah. young well what, I, what i'm saying is that you, you know it, it's a relief that you know it's like oh i'm so lucky that nothing happened exactly where yeah. you know the other <laughs> now you know 15 20 years later it's oh my god i'm so i'm so happy that that this happened and um what's funny for me is i i I almost didn't want to believe it when uh, Michelle first told me, and I was like, Let, "Let's go to the doctor and let's um, let, let's make sure, you know, because I, I don't want to like I don't want to get my own hopes up. I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just so like I'm conservative in that in that nature mentally, but um, I, I think it really became real when we first, you know, the the first checkup. I think you. Um, Maybe it wasn't our first checkup. Yeah, I think it was our first checkup that the doctor was like, "Actually, you're you're further along than um, than you think. Like we we can see it on the ultrasound if you want to go look look. You know, if yeah. you want to do it now." And we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, and, and granted, you know, ultrasounds are the most confusing things ever. Like, I <laughs> it's like I don't know where the head is. I don't, like sometimes you can see you can tell that there's feet and a little belly. I think, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, but it's just crazy to hear it, uh, to hear the heartbeat, to see it moving around. You're like, oh my god, that's that's a that's a fucking living thing, man. Right? That's... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and you made it. I, I mean, like you, you know, like all all adoption and and everything else aside. I mean, like I I I am not trying to pass judgment on on anybody else and like what their uh, path to having a kid is, but like. God, she's it. Like honestly, like I honestly do not know, like a uh, a feeling as unique as knowing that you made something mm. <laughs> like this. You know that you are directly responsible for this person's life, and you have. I don't know. It was like it was like it wasn't crushing, but it was just this overwhelming wave of like, oh my god, I'm responsible. Mm. <laughs> I have to be so responsible. <laughs> like you, you can't mess up now, Jeff. oh god you got you got to get all the rebounds now jeff all of them (laughs) no i mean like honestly you you dude you know you know me i i'm not like on a day-to-day i'm not a terribly emotional person like i got really emotional when i saw uh my baby girl's ultrasound when i saw the heartbeat for the first time um and like you know the first ultrasound that i saw you know she was tiny she was like a little little uh, like tadpole, uh, I, I don't even know, like alien looking, looking thing. Right. Yeah. And then like the next time I saw the ultrasound, she had a face, she had a back, she had hands that like she was using to cover the face because the ultrasound was bothering her. And dude, like, I, I gotta tell you, like it was, that is an overwhelming sensation, like I don't know how to react to that sort of thing. I got a gigantic grin on my face uh, when I saw the ultrasound. I don't know if you felt this way, but I was like, at the same time, I was like, I'm so happy. Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna, I have to take care of this thing. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I think for one of the first things we saw was that the 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 baby was just kind of you know turning, just like yeah. rotating. And I was like, man, how do they like? I don't know if they're really happy in there. Like, it, it, I just have so many questions for my for my baby that's inside my uh, my wife's stomach. That, and unfortunately, these are these are answers that we're never really gonna get a good answer to. You know, <laughs> but I think I'm okay with that. 
how did you guys find out the gender? Did you guys find out pretty early on, or did you find out at uh, at the forty week? I mean, what what we had to do? We're not. I don't even. I don't. I don't even think we're at forty weeks at this point. I think we're close to twenty. Is that right? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. It's oh, yeah. God. What, what? What? Yeah. The twenty week. Yeah. We're 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 forty close weeks to... is how long it takes to to to, to <laughs> make <laughs> the baby. <laughs> Dude, I know my human growth and development. I swear. All right, all right, I've been cool. paying attention in the classes too. I swear. Thank, thank you, Mr. Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, um, we we had to do genetic testing because yeah. we were at risk for yep. a lot of stuff because of our age. Dude, isn't it great having wives that are in medicine? Like, I. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, real no, really, real talk. That is one of the biggest reliefs of oh my, my life God. i i don't listen to anything the doctor says <laughs> well you know i i don't i don't well, think that like i have that luxury i have to i have to listen to what uh what the doctor says and i have to listen to what leslie says and that like um like i like sometimes i they they ask me to be the arbiter between like a 50 50 choice or something like that mm. and i'm like okay guys i, I don't feel qualified for this but <laughs> cool but i mean like yeah um i think it's very reassuring to know that they have some degree of knowledge i mean this this just goes back to like you know having having waiting for this amount of time i mean really i don't, I don't know if michelle had has had a challenging pregnancy so far and um and you know i really hope that she hasn't but uh like the things that I've been hearing about, like what a baby does to a human body, it's just like God, you know, like it's it just I I I cannot imagine that happening to me. Mm-hmm. And again, like you know, um, as soon as as soon as I found out I was pregnant, like we were pregnant, I was looking. I was like, geez, you know, like there's a reason why 16 year olds can get pregnant and 18 year olds can get pregnant is because when they're pregnant and then they have the kid. When you're when you're like 16, 18, 20, something like that, your body can bounce back from so much more like I don't, I don't know, just like uh, manipulation, I guess, biological manipulation. And now it's just like you know, especially at this at this point in our lives, like it takes so like you have to be so much more careful about everything that you do to like make sure that the mom is safe and to make sure that the baby is safe and is all that sort of stuff and again it just brings us back to that insecurity is like yep we should have a good job yep we should have like an, a plan about what we should do with our life before we have this kid you know and yeah. honestly biologically spe- speaking we we probably should have had it like I don't know, like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if I can get in a time machine and have known Michelle ten years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, exactly. It just, just I I think it's one of the uh, going back to the whole like medicine thing and knowing like knowing that our wives kind of have an idea of what's going on. Um, and and I'm kidding aside, like I I am listening to what the doctor's saying, but I just have so much. I, I'm just so much more relieved that Michelle knows, you know, these medical terms that are being right. said and Michelle being the responsible one has done all the research. So um, just like you guys, you know, the, the at-risk stuff was something that we were thinking about. We did the genetic testing and um, I, I don't know if you guys found out 
the the gender and the results of the genetic testing on the same day but we we did and it was it was kind of funny because we the the scheduled doctor visit that we had we weren't expecting to get the results back during that uh, during that uh visit so we were just kind of there the doctor went through her typical spiel and then you know she's kind of getting ready to leave she's like oh wait you know how long ago did you you know come in for the genetic testing and michelle was like ah i was here like three days ago i don't think the results are going to be ready doctor's like oh you know let let me go check real quick and disappeared for a minute came back and was like hey guess what i have your results right here like even though you weren't notified in the online portal i actually have the physical results here um and she's like yeah you know everything looks everything looks good you know it looks like a healthy kid and we were like I mean, that was our biggest worry, obviously, right? Um, And we were ecstatic. You know, we were very, very, very happy to to hear that news. And kind of just as the cherry on top, the doctor's like, oh, do you want to know the gender? And we said, yeah, sure, why not? And so we found out that it was a boy when we were already very, very happy. So uh, I think you know, regardless of what gender it would have been, we, you know, we we would have been happy. I think it was just, uh, you know, people always ask me like, you know, were you happy when you found out that it was a boy? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, I was happy, but I was already happy yeah. for a different reason. So exactly, um, yeah. you know, if if you stuck me in a in a vacuum of emotions and then told me i was having a boy like a who vacuum knows? of emotions <laughs> god that's like a good rock band name or something like an emo <laughs> good evening vancouver we are <laughs> vacuum, vacuum of emotion vacuum of emotion <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean I, I i'm sure i would have been happy either way but i am very very happy that it's a boy uh, M- michelle says she's happy <laughs> did she want it did she want a girl <laughs> no i don't think she cared um, yeah. I, I think she's happy either way just just happy that uh, we're having a kid um yeah. what, what what did you guys I, I, oh by the way I, I i was pretty certain i was gonna have a boy since Basically, all of my cousins have had boys um, you know, as the first. You know, like uh, Leslie was saying that too. Like, basically, all of my cousins are boys, and all of uh, you know, like the 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 Liu seed was supposed to be very male oriented. I was like, Tibum, you're a medical, you're a medical professional. What type of BS, like anecdotal stuff is that? You know, like, but um. I, I actually wanted a girl. Um, I very, very much wanted a girl, actually. Uh, I, I, was, um, I was sure I was going to have a boy, though. And um, like so sure that I made a bet with Leslie about it. Um, yeah, but then uh, she, uh, she, she surprised me, and it was great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I've always wanted a girl. And I mean, I guess this kind of like will tie into like what uh our expectations are but mm-hmm. um i think the reason i wanted to have a girl is because it's like i've had such a i, I don't know like a male oriented upbringing and yeah. it was just it was exciting to like 
I don't know. For me, for me, it's kind of just like it's exciting to see what, where the other side lies, you know. And I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm getting really sappy now. This is honestly like the softest podcast <laughs> I think I'm ever gonna do. But like, don't worry, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna get to your hard side back when we trash Six Underground. So don't worry, you you can make it back later. Yeah, but I, I mean, like I like I I'm, I don't know. I have so many things that like. I hope I get to do with her and like, I'm getting my hopes up, which I never do about stuff. You know, I never get my hopes up about anything. I'm very, I'm like, I'm very pragmatic about everything that I, that I put myself into. But like, I honestly, I'm, I pour, I have all this like outpouring of like, uh, optimism about how this is going to turn out. You know, in my mind, like when you told me that you were having a daughter, I I just pictured like you as one of those survivalist nuts. Like, what's that <laughs> Amazon series with um, Joel Kinnaman and his daughter? Like, he trains his daughter in the forest for Hannah. Like, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're Joel Kinnaman, and your daughter's gonna be Hannah. And you're gonna be like in the woods, like teaching your daughter how to like you know assemble a <laughs> rifle and shoot. Shoot deer, rabbits, shoot rabbits, <laughs> and then and then cut see, cut to like you know her doing a flying armbar on you or something <laughs> like that. Like that's the daughter Jeff Lou's gonna raise. Um, oh, in, <laughs> in Pasadena, in downtown God, Pasadena. I, I certainly hope not. I mean, like I, I don't know. Like there's there there's so much stuff and like I, I don't know it was it was it's just it's just like oh my god i'm gonna have a girl and then she's gonna like do everything that i do and then i was thinking i was like but i don't want to impose myself on her and mm. i don't want to set her life path too much but i really need to have a like a hard disciplined hand so she like you know like has a like i don't know a, a, a clear path on life and all this other sort of stuff and I don't know if that is just the effect of like I'm overthinking it at this point, but um, like it was it was a mix of that, and then it was kind of a mix of the whole like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a girl in the era of Instagram, and like how <laughs> early is it to have her have like a social media presence? Oh should god. should she even have a social media I presence? Know. Like how do I teach her about like I don't know all this other stuff that happened, like being a strong woman, but also you know, like oh, but you can choose to be whatever type of woman that you want, <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah, it's I, like would, I, would you let her have a camera phone, you know? Would you let her like? I, I mean, like it's it's not even like that, dude. I mean, I think that for me, I feel as though if I raised a boy, it it might be a little bit more clear to me, just because like I went through it you know like i have an idea of what i liked uh, yeah. which was a lot about about the way Tentacles. that i was faced. <laughs> no but i mean like it, it was it was really good the way that i was raised I, I feel as though you and i agree that we you know we were raised in an environment where you know we were allowed to kind of like run around outside um yeah quite a bit we had quite a bit of freedom you know there was never really that much danger in the neighborhood that we grew up in right and I that mean, like, but also our parents knew each other too and when yeah. we were in a neighborhood where everyone's parents are kind of the same like educated immigrant like yeah. sad like that that's all of our parents so that that made us you know hanging out a lot easier and a lot more trustworthy like yeah. I, who knows you know when when our kids grow up though right like it is everyone going to be 
the same as us, you know, or and, and that, I feel so that's kind of like the terrifying part of it, because I feel as though our parents knew each other because the kids knew each other. Right. And and I mean, like, I think my parents knew your parents because we knew each other from basketball and school and whatever else. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but I am tired of adults. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ti- I'm tired of like listening to like the BS that comes out of like other people's mouths and stuff like that. And like, there's a very, very, uh, there's a very, very small group of people that like, I want to be friends with nowadays. And it's really difficult, I think, to be that selective and that kind of closed off at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and still have a community to raise your kid in, you know, but, um, I mean, I don't know what the community is like over in Seattle, but here in Los Angeles, I feel as though even if you have a a good good group of friends, that they can be just like splayed all over the county, mm-hmm. and it's 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 not the same as being within like a what like a four or five mile radius of one another and everybody knowing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, and my and my brother was talking about this actually, and and my brother. He he he's lucky in the sense that a lot of his friends stayed in the Bay Area, and right. um, you know they like he's remained close with his and Iris's high school friends, so they kind of know each other. So it, it was just kind of a given that kids would just their kids would just hang out because it was easy. But if you were in our shoes, where we moved a little bit further away, it, it kind of comes down to the wife or the mother. Like who is she more comfortable with? When it comes to, you know, kids hanging out, because when it comes to guys like you got to be a real asshole for a husband to be like, dude, I I do not want our kid hanging out with that guy's kid because I hate that guy. You know, (laughs) like it's I, I think maybe just certain things matter less to us when we kind of look at things from the big picture. Right. Like. You know, when when we're hanging out with them as a family, like is is the other father doing the right thing or to us? Is it just more like, hey, can, can the other dad, you know, grill steaks properly and talk about football or basketball or whatever? Like, yeah. but I think when it comes to mothers, like mothers probably have to see a, a little bit more eye to eye on things like uh, the, the cleanliness of a house, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of how um how the kids are interacting with each other, how hygienic their kind of lifestyles are, you know, um, all of those things are probably a little bit more important to the mothers, and which is why they're kind of looking at, you know, who they're hanging out with a lot more closely. I, I say that now, uh, but who knows? I mean, maybe yeah. maybe I'll be very very picky with with my company too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I, I feel I feel as though. Like we are on the cusp of like a great deal of change. I, I mean, I guess my my question for you is like, do you, like what challenges do you foresee raising a boy in kind of this modern day and age? You know, especially in Seattle. <laughs> I have no concerns about raising a boy in Seattle because all the guys here are just as much of a pussy as I am. But um, <laughs> wow, and, and I think that's when that's what's made. Uh, Seattle really comfortable. I, I think it's. I, I I jest. You know when when you hear people talk about 
you know, kind of what what they're doing on weekends and what they get their kids involved with. It's not nothing ever seems that challenging, I think, uh, which I mean, uh, and maybe people just make parenting seem easy. But when I hear oh, and this is New York Emil coming out again, New York parents, when they talk about their kids and everything that they have to go through and even just seeing it on the subway, that just seems so much more challenging then, um, you know, and in California, too, with how expensive shit is over there, like mm-hmm. the traffic you guys have to deal with, you know, worrying about making it to the daycare in the nick of time so you don't get, um, I don't know, reported to Child Protective Services for abandonment. Because apparently um, that's a thing if you can't make it to daycare on time. Like you can't really? Make it... Yeah, yeah. They, wow. um, I was talking at least here anyway. If you don't make it to the daycare before they close, like they, they have to call child protection services on you. Otherwise, you know what happens? They're like yeah, maybe once or twice they'll do it out of the kindness of their heart and you know stick around and keep keep an eye on your kid. But that you know what happens if they have something to do? Then right. you're just you know it's kind of up to whoever wants to be nice. Right. But, um, so just thinking about all those things, I'm not so much worried about raising a a boy or girl per se. I I think it's just the fact that we're in Seattle and we've, we have this level of comfort and we know what will work for us and what won't, I, I think really has made us a lot less concerned about raising kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's, there's so much more that could go wrong, right? Our our kid right. could um our kid could be an asshole. He could be like me. And, God, yeah. And take <laughs> take take basketballs away from uh, uh little girl Lou. Um, but uh, hopefully hopefully he'll be more of a gentleman than that. <laughs> Michelle Michelle's influence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she'll she'll teach him how to share. Um, but you know, I I think I I think having having a boy is um that i really haven't worried too much about the gender of my kid you know or my kid will get to try everything he'll uh, he'll learn how to play music like his mom and he'll learn he'll learn stand-up comedy and podcasting like uh his dad so <laughs> i don't think it's not it's not it's not that much to teach that's very, very gender specific. Um, and I think as our son gets older um, and assuming that gender norms or certain gender norms are still what they are today, you know, that there might be some specific lessons that I would teach him, but hopefully I'll be adaptable to what, what kind of change that we have in, you know, cause our kids are going to be 18 um, in a, probably a very different time. And, yeah. you know, we, we hear things from our parents that were like, okay, mom, dad, that makes absolutely no sense. Right. We yeah. can't be doing that shit. And hopefully when we have kids that are of that age that are making life decisions, we won't be giving them shitty advice that's, <laughs> that's antiquated and, um, obsolete. So I really, that's what I'm most worried about when it comes to raising kids and very, very first world problem of me, but you know, teaching a kid to have a sense of humor while knowing where that boundary is. I mean, reality is like, do you and I really know where that boundary is anymore? Like our boundary would not be acceptable in elementary schools, middle schools and high schools, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they're teaching kids not to, 
call each other boys and girls anymore. Right. 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 And yeah. you know, I, I'm, I have opinions on that, uh, but as do I, yeah, as do I. but yeah. you know, if, if that's the norm, then can we really teach our kids that they're teaching a bunch of kooky Your teacher's shit dumb. School? <laughs> yeah. Your teacher's a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what, when, when I grew up, there were boys and then there were girls yeah. and nobody gave two shits otherwise. <laughs> and now you got the G's and then the GZs and then the GGGs and you can't even keep up anymore. So you're going to learn it the way that I learned it. Because <laughs> I turned out just fine. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but Uncle Jeff, you're in prison. <laughs> Shut up and listen yeah. here, Sonny. <laughs> You're Uncle Jeff. You're in prison for calling a GGZZ a GGB. <laughs> Uncle oh, Jeff, that's unacceptable. Oh God. <laughs> that is ripe oh. for sketch comedy. Um, uh, <laughs> we we are we are getting dangerously close to like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know I. I think really I'm not as worried about, you know, the time I'm going to be able to spend with my kid or the attention that I'm going to spend with my kid. It's just, am I really going to be keeping up with the lessons? Um, you know, what, what is okay? And, you know, making sure that they can look up to me as a role model when they're, when they're old enough. Um, and, right. you know, for me to be in the position to teach them, but not say I to teach them to have an open mind, but also teach them enough that they respect my opinion, but don't take everything I say to, to heart. Ooh, that, that is a challenging line, man. Once, once your uh, once your kid starts thinking on his own and like having a different opinion than you. And, you know, frankly speaking at first, not, not being, as informed with uh, their opinion and just having the opinion, you know, it, no, I, I'm, I'm serious, you know, Oh God, I, I wanted to talk to you about this too. Like um, just yesterday I went to Popeye's to try the sandwich, nice. right? Yeah, it was okay. But when I was there, there was like a group of um, like 13 year old boys for like a junior high basketball team. And this is, uh, you know, um, a very Asian-based uh, area that I'm going into. And then I, I went in and, like, honestly, these kids were, like, harassing different customers. And, like, um, and I feel as though they, like, the way that they talked to me because I was trying to make my way. Because it's crowded. It's pop, it's Popeye's during the uh, chicken the sandwich chicken craze. Sandwich yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, they were just like, oh, excuse me, sir. Like, very, very exaggerated. And I'm just like, I honestly thought to myself, I was like, dude, where – you know, like, where do you get off doing this? Like, do your parents know that you're doing this? Like, yeah. and, it, you know, you're so disrespectful to to just, like, people, you know? And I was sitting there just like, God, I sound like an old man right now. And I just wonder, you know, whether or not that's going to be an issue in the future. Because, like, these are these are kids. And, you know, they're, they may be... You know, like just acting out. I can't make any more of a judgment against them one way or the other, right? But it's so easy to just be like, wow, you're such a stupid kid. You don't know exactly what you're doing, you know, and mm-hmm. and snapping at them. But at the same time, I'm just, just like maybe this is just part of how you grow up, you know? Like I don't remember being that much of a jerk to, 
adults. Yeah. yeah, or or let alone an entire restaurant. At least I don't think so. I really hope I didn't. But who knows? You know, like my my memory is short and. <laughs> Or maybe that's just a reflection of how you carry yourself. And maybe they're like, look at this loser high school kid who's uh, at a McDonald's or at a Popeye's by himself on a Saturday. This this (laughs) loser, loser high school kid. Wow. I, I'm really, I'm really glad you think I can still pull up high school. I got, I got 40 the other day and my heart (laughs) fell to my shoes. Oh oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's funny. I I was thinking about that too. Like, will my kid be an asshole? And yeah, you know, boys when they're with other boys can you know they they yeah like I I just go back to that that smirking kid wearing the MAGA hat man like <laughs> oh god like have you like the videos of like the, that group like the group of those kids just like that that's just crowd mentality like yeah like they were just obnoxious because they were all with each other and I'm I'm sure some of them did some terrible things and said some terrible things, but it was exponentially worse because they were all together. You know, like I feel as though when we were growing up, there were absolutely instances where I was like, Oh, you know, am I saying the right thing? Like, am I fitting into this group? All that sort of stuff, you know? And I mean, it wasn't just like in terms of like, Oh, you know, they're mocking somebody. I don't think I was ever a party to that, but I definitely felt as though, there was a right thing to say and a right way to act. And it depended on the group that I was with at a particular time. Well, so, I, I will say this. You were probably on the receiving end of uh, getting made fun of a lot. Probably, probably from me. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, I mean, like all joking aside, you know, like in elementary school, we were, yeah, you know, like we were all made th- fun of. We were all made fun of. Everybody was made fun of, you know? And at junior high, I feel as though there was a lot of insecurity and perceptions that, like, really take on there, specifically specifically in junior high. You know, they're, like, kids mature at different points, and, like, you look up to different people, and, like, you're finally with a group, a crowd of people that, like, really – you know, could be much acting much older than you at that point. You know, like I remember in junior high, sometimes, you know, you would look at the eighth graders when you were seventh graders, like, wow, there's so much more, you know, there's so much more mature than I am, or there's so much, you know, like they know so much more because a lot changes in that period of time. Isn't that but, crazy? Yeah, yeah, right? Because eighth graders are dumbasses too. Like, <laughs> college kids are dumbasses when you. Yeah, college kids are dumbasses. So at every instance, I'm just kind of like, God, you know, like, I hope I don't forget. Mm. You you know what I'm saying? I really hope I don't forget, you know, the challenges of being a kid. And I really hope I don't hold it against my kids. Yeah, Yeah, you know, like our or our kids generally, because it's, it's not easy being a kid. And it's really easy to fall into that. And I, I feel as though it's, it's a question that can never be answered as to like what the fine line discipline and like liberty is going to be for, for one of our children, you know, I don't know. Like these are like, these are the things that cause me anxiety at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, our, our kids got to make it to to junior high school and high school. And I I think we we are looking pretty far ahead and we, we've kind of, uh, We've okay. kind of disregarded all the challenges um, that that, yeah, like, even, <laughs> that we need to overcome. Just diapers, to diapers, and shit like <laughs> yeah. birth. Like, dude, have you? Um, I, I guess you're you're a little bit early, but um, yeah. have you guys done the birthing classes yet and no. breastfeeding? Okay, 
it's not even it's not even available to us yet like um oh, it, yeah. like it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for us to do yeah. it at this point so yeah we'll forget <laughs> yeah no yeah. absolutely and, and honestly there's no knowledge in there that's like holy shit like i never would have thought about that right like it, all that exactly. stuff is things that you can you know you can learn in a book and but but it is good to be in a classroom of people that are all very supportive and um and it kind of forces you to sit down and try different things right so the birthing class oh, yeah. is you know like they, they show you a video of a, of a couple the woman decided not to use any um anesthesia and it's just <laughs> it's just a, a montage of her just screaming and, pain. <laughs> and then her, her poor husband who uh you know i mean power to him he's just you know trying to stretch her out like um you know like they teach you different uh positions to kind of re- relieve the pain you know i, I think it, it makes you feel ready a, a little right. bit more ready than um than uh you you would have been and the way right. they make it seem and and I don't think I've spoken to anybody that that tells it any differently, but it is a long night. Um, yeah. It is it, it is a lot of anticipation building up to this, you know, one beautiful moment. But right. everything that leads up to it is really shitty, which is, you know, I guess it's just kind of like running a running a half marathon or something, right? You, yeah, you mm-hmm. you struggle through the pain until you cross the finish line. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure my my I'm sure Michelle will tell me after she gives birth it's that it is nothing like that. <laughs> I saw you, motherfucker. You were smiling when you were running that last mile. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, those glasses—they're helpful. They, you know, it, it it does get a little bit cheesy at times because you know that the instructors are all you know they're all women who've um, who've done it before, who've done it before, and power to them for doing it. But they, but they think like. You know, they, they think that, like, women liking chocolate is, like, a little secret that they, like, a little nugget that they can, like, give the guys. It's like, hey, by the way, wink, wink, like, your your wife likes chocolate. It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow, I've never heard that before. Like, I've never read a Kathy comic before. Like, they're, and, just, they're just trying to help you out and just, like, <laughs> thanks, idiot. <laughs> but, I mean, at least, like, come up with something more relevant. It's, it's just, like, it, it, like... Your wife likes chocolate jokes are as like as like fucking cheesy as like, you know, I like I'm a monster until I get my coffee sort of like jokes. It's like no shit. We've heard that bit before. Like, give me some real advice. okay? like uh, it's just like, God, I I just just one of our one of our instructors just kind of pissed me off because she had kind of an annoying voice to begin with. But she was just like. And, you know, like, and my husband, you know, he packed me a little bit of chocolate uh, because he knows me. Wink, wink, guys. I hope you're taking notes. It's like, yeah, anyway, I, I, I digress. It's like, I was like, wow, there are no female characters in in uh, in sitcoms that like to eat food. Um, wow, never heard that one before. Well, you know. Emil, Emil Wang just hating on basic bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope that's something I don't pass on to my son. I, oh I, I, god, I'm I'm a shitty human being. Um, I uh, <laughs> I, I I did want to wrap this up with potentially uh, something a little bit sappy, and if if you uh, don't want to do this, that's fine. Um, we could always cut it out. But uh, do you have anything that you want to you want to say about Leslie about what? Um, 
you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm actually good with this because uh, what what Leslie was saying too is that this this podcast. I mean, like, uh, she's a little bit grateful that we're doing this because she's going to let our kid listen to this specific <laughs> podcast. So she's like, finally, the pos- the podcast is good for something, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I mean, at, at least it memorializes. Yeah, it, absolutely. you know, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, like to Leslie and to my baby girl, I would just say like, I mean, listening to this and knowing how your dad is at this point, um, you can see how much of an effect that you had on me. I loved you so much even before you came around. Um, and I was so anxious about, uh, everything that was going to happen because of you and knowing this, I hope you forgive me. (laughs) For, for anything that I that I for, may for the have forty previous on. episodes. <laughs> oh God! I, I, forgive me, please. I love you guys so much. Um, and you know, honestly, like uh, for me, blessing is like a is an interesting word. Um, but yeah. I think I think that like I think for both of us, like uh, this being a being a dad is going to be a blessing like because i don't say that very often but i think i think fatherhood and being a parent and having honestly a wife and a partner that you know i respect more than anything and raising a kid with that person i mean i i I don't know of anything else in this world that i could buy that i could want for than this and yeah, it's sappy, but that's honestly how I feel. I mean, like it puts my life in perspective. Yeah. So that's my message. That's awesome. Let's, let's, I think you should say something too, let's, man. Let's, let's hope my uh, my recording program catches all that. <laughs> the technology in the in the Wang household on this podcast is always a dice roll. Um, technology in 2019 <laughs> is so archaic. <laughs> Um, I, I do have, uh, um, but I will, I will say this and I, I will, it's not so much, a for the purposes of this episode, it's not so much a message directly to Michelle, but it is a, it is some things about her that I, I can't believe how lucky I am that, um, I, I married somebody who had a, could accept me for who I am because that's already very hard to do, but B, had such a clear vision um despite all of these obstacles of moving over here you know starting up a new life finding the right house you know all these things like this on top of doing all that and then finding another job because her first one sucked um you know kind of maintaining focus on having a family and preparing herself for it and preparing me for it and kind of Oh, I, I, it's such a terrible way to say it, but just holding me accountable of saying like, Hey, That's like, fine, you know, yeah. we like, if we want to have a family, we need to do this now. And for me to, you know, uh, to, 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 you know, hem and haw and be like, okay, like, I, I guess like, I'm so glad that she made me do it because she made me do it. <laughs> 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 she drugged Emil, me. The <laughs> man with the words. <laughs> she drugged me, and then uh, <laughs> and then she woke up pregnant. <laughs> um, no, but I like that she she reminded me and talked to me about it, and you know was was as um, 
Persistent. Persistent. And, you know, it, like she didn't have to yank my arm or anything to do this, but just remind me how important this is. And I, if it were up to me to be proactive and to kind of initiate this whole thing, I, who knows, right? I mean, we, st- we still could be waiting for yeah. a baby boy. Lane, you know? Yeah. And then to hear stories, you know, like you hear about the people going to the fertility clinics and, you know, jerking it into a, into a Mason jar and, you know, watching like pornos from the eighties. Like that's something that you, like you see in the comedies, right? Like it's, if it's a drama, they, they talk about the fertility center and maybe the guy, they show a scene of him showing up there or whatever, but it's really only explored in depth in you know comedies right and it's always kind of shown in a comedic light and the 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 stress of the situation is is always kind of um dispersed by you know kind of comedic commentary right Mm -hmm. like the guy that goes to the fertility center to you know get his sperm count validated you know always has something witty to say about the the porno selections that they have you know um But the reality of it is, uh, from what I've heard, it's a very, very stressful thing and very frustrating. Um, right. And I am, I, you know, thank whoever's watching out for me and Michelle that uh, that we haven't had to deal with any of that. Um, so I, all things considered, like I cannot, I cannot express how grateful I am that I, I married such a, such a strong woman who, you know, yeah. kind of kept, kept us in line to, to make sure that we, we did all that we could to make this happen. Right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I would really love to like do a promo on this is like this week on a very special Ewing bang podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like a lifetime movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> lifetime podcast episode. All right. Well, Jeff Lou, this has been super fun. Last question. Are you, are you allowed to share any, what names have been stricken off the list? Ooh, um, what, what name that, that you like has been like an absolute no one name and, that and I, I like yeah you, you know I, I actually don't think i put forward any absolute no's because i don't i don't know that i have that many like people that i don't like that mm-hmm. i would still put up as a name yeah um Caitlin is completely off the table for Leslie yeah, <laughs> because of a, because of a roommate that she had um, uh-huh. in pharmacy school. <laughs> I, I, I hope Caitlin from UCSS pharmacy school pharmacy school doesn't listen to this podcast. She didn't go to farm school. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make it to med school. <laughs> well, <laughs> hope she's not Leslie's or your Facebook friend. Nope, we're not anymore, so it's all good. But yeah, other than Caitlin, there's not really anything that um, yeah. is off the table at this point. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny when it comes to name choosing. You hear about like all these names that get thrown out, and it's like, oh, you know, I, I knew a blank, and I hated his ass. Like That really hasn't been the case for me, Michelle. I think it's just, um, you know, you know, some of our friends have recently had a blank and, you know, kind of um, don't want to be reusing that name. Yeah. Has, has been kind of the thing, and I think we've we've settled on a couple of them that uh, that could work. But I'll, I'll give you some I'll give you some uh, some good ones uh, that that are now off the table. 
Um, we like uh, I like Clayton. Michelle okay. didn't. Um, Donovan? Wait, she 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 vetoed Clayton. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Donovan. Donovan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I looked up the meaning of the names too. So Donovan is actually the son of darkness, which is kind of weird. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're giving them some like uh, final fight names. Right? <laughs> Hagger. <laughs> Hagger Wayne. <laughs> Hagger Wang. <laughs> oh my god, final fight name. Dude, I was just watching speedruns of Final Fight One. Can you believe that shit? I like man, the things I do these days are just ridiculous. You know, I'm pretty sure you and I like we're getting the same YouTube suggestions because like <laughs> I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, between this and Mortal Kombat X, this, these coincidences are like <laughs> they're kind of stacking like we have like a unified youtube like suggestion <laughs> list at this point <laughs> dude we're hella losers man it's like oh we never got to finish this game as teenagers <laughs> exactly the window and a blanket in baby blue that your grandmother started working on the second that she heard you'd be here soon and we'll all be watching over you as you take your first breath we count the minutes and the hours until the day we're blessed but take your time you never take enough when time is on your side know that I Trying to say is I can't wait to meet